Hello and welcome to another episode of the Snooker Loopy Podcast. My name is Tom Mayhew and I'm here, I'm joined by my very, very good friend. It's the ace in the pack, it's Joe Hannard! Oh, thank you very much, Tom, and thank you for the the blasphemous <laughs> nickname as well. Um, yes, um, although to be fair, he nicked my nickname because um, my nickname, my snooker nickname before he was around, was the Juggernaut, and uh, people started calling him the Juggernaut. So. I'm very glad that that sort of died a death, and he's now just Mister Naughty or Mister Naughty. You know, no one calls Butler. him Mister Naughty, do they? Butler. <laughs> Butler. Um, yeah, he had a number of nicknames. I saw on Wikipedia he was once called Mister Haircut One Hundred or something like that. Well, there you go. I mean, that is that's possibly a segment for cue the laughter in the future, Tom. What judge from Snook? No, 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 no. Snooker player nicknames according to Wikipedia. Okay, well, just as a <laughs> a slight preview for that, I saw one earlier this week that I'm quite sure isn't a real one. It said Stephen Holworth <laughs> is called the Lincolnshire Sausage. The Lincolnshire Sausage, <laughs> is he? I don't think that's wow. his real nickname, but... <laughs> I, I want him to qualify for the Crucible <laughs> just to hear Rob Walker say that. I would love that. It's the Lincoln Swiss sausage. Here he comes. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a cracker. I mean, that's the thing as well, because it is hard when players are, when you can't say, like, the former world champion or they, when they don't have their own nickname. It can be, I suppose, yeah. quite difficult. Because I did watch during the shootout where, um, you know, they have to introduce some players who aren't as famous or as well known. Yeah. And uh, really, yeah, yeah, sadly so. But um, and one of the uh, ones was Luke Simmons, and they said something like, "Oh, he was born, he was born in Sheffield, but he currently lives in Leicester." Luke Simmons. Well, there you go. The tournament was in Leicester, but I just thought it was a very, uh... very weird, yeah. very weird. Well, how are you, Tom? Anyway, I'm not too bad, mate. I'm I'm currently. Following the the qualifiers on my, uh, mm. I mean, I'm not watching any of them because I don't have Discovery Plus at the moment. Have, have you watched any of them or caught any of it? Uh, I haven't watched any, but I think as a Sky customer, I think I get Discovery for free, so I will try and tune in. I do have some bad news as well. Stephen Holworth is seven three down as we record this. No, so not, not sure the Lincolnshire sausage. The <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to get the dream. Moment. Not this year, mate. Not this year. Snooker loopy, that's how we. We're all snooker loopy. Well, shall we um pick our our qualifiers, our predict our predictions yes. for who we think is going to qualify? Yes, absolutely. So um, I, I'm sure you guys at home can do this as well. At the moment, there is a a link on snooker.org called Guess the Crucible Qualifiers 2023. So that's what we're using today. Um. Make sure you keep a note of your 16 qualifiers and you get a point for everyone that you get. So me and Tom are going to take on each other. So qualifier one, Tom, Mm -hmm. you have the choice of Ashley Hoogle, uh, George Pragnell or Pragnell, 
Pragnell, uh, Fergal O'Brien, Liam Davis, Lucas Kleckers, Scott Donaldson, Yuan Sijun, or Ryan Day? I mean, I can't see past Ryan Day because he's had a, he's had a yeah. very good season. He only just missed out mm. on top 16. Uh, I think Ryan Day, and I think, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, just just Ryan Day. I think if you look at at the standard of players, then the ones I could see potentially challenging him, uh, Sijun mm-hmm. potentially, um, Scott Donaldson. Uh, you know, I haven't heard much of him the last couple of years, but he, he was a fairly consistent player back in the day. But but other than that, I'm not really seeing any of those challenging. Ryan Day, if I'm being brutally honest. So, yeah, I'm going Ryan Day as well. So, qualifier two, we have uh, Zach Surety, uh, Farak Ajab, Ken Doherty, uh, Rian Evans, Zhu Si, Hamad Mia, Jamie Jones, and Pang Jun Su. Oh, I mean, this is much harder. <laughs> this is, there's less mm. um, established names, I would say. Um, I believe Jamie Jones might be the only one who's made, well, apart from Ken, but I think Jamie Jones, <laughs> you know, has qualified for the Crucible before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's between him and Pang, but I think I'm going to go for Jamie. Yeah, Jamie Jones, a couple of years ago, he had a, a good season, didn't he? Mm. Um, I'll tell you who's one to watch on this, and I think he's very close to the top of the one year list, and that's Hamid Mir, yeah. which I know he is a. A snooker nineteen legend, mm-hmm. um, but you know what? I'm going to go Hamid Mir for that one. I'm going to go against against the the curve. I think Pang is a, is a very good shout though. Yeah, if I mean he's he was in Pang a uh, had a great season. He was in the ranking tournament final recently, wasn't he? Wow, well, there you go. So. <laughs> Uh, right, qualifier number three. You've got On Yi, mm-hmm. Michael Holt, Ben Mertens, Victor Sarkis, uh, Oliver Lines, Julian Leclerc, uh, Ant- Anthony Hamilton, or Jimmy Robertson. Um. Oh, in my head, I'm thinking either Michael Holt or Anthony Hamilton, and I think I'm. I'm going to go with Anthony Hamilton because I think that would be a lovely story and I feel like after um, he had to withdraw due to um, the COVID restrictions in 2020, I would love to see him qualify and beat Judd Trump, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think there's a few names in there that could challenge. Um, I mean, Michael Holt, again, it's that four matches of best of 19 mm. and when he couldn't get through Q school mm. do I see him doing that I'm I'm not sure um, Anthony Hamilton I mean Jimmy Robertson's not had a good season has he so you know, when he's sort of the top seed out of all of those it's um, you know what I'm going to go with my, uh, my boy Julian Leclerc <laughs> Uh, well, it worked for you, you last know. time, so it did. Yeah, now he's going to get to the world semi-final. So there you go. Wow, I mean, what odds would you get on that at the moment? <laughs> well, I think I'd get enough to at least retire for a year. <laughs> but, uh... Oh dear, right, qualifier four. 
So, oh dear, he says. You've got uh, Ryan Thomason, mm-hmm. Ian Martin, James Cahill, Stephen Hendry, <laughs> Elliot Slesser, Lee Pai-Fan, Liam Highfield, or Zhao Yulong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um... I'm going to go for a left field one, I think. I'm going to go for um, Elliot Slesser. I think he's less likely, but he has qualified before. And I know he's your nemesis. I know he's (laughs) from your neck of the woods and you've had history with him. (laughs) Not that he'll remember, but, you know. He beat you um, in some sort of junior final, was that right? Some Ronnie O'Sullivan stars final at Sunderland Riley's, actually. Yeah, there you go. Riley's in Sunderland. Um... Anyway, it's a tough one for me because I'm between Liam Highfield and, and Zhao Yulong. I think both of them have got decent pedigree of qualifying for the Crucible. Um, but I haven't seen much of Zhao Yulong this year, but I have seen a little bit of Liam Highfield. So I'm going to go Liam Highfield. I think he's looked good when I've seen him this uh, season. Yeah, and it, and he, t- he tends to qualify for the Crucible, yeah. which is... You know, there's a few players like Stuart Carrington is another one mm. that you never see ever except at the Crucible. Yeah. And it was the same with Chris Wakelin as well and until he won the shootout. But, um, yeah, an interesting one. Right, qualifier five. We've got uh, Andrew Paget, uh, Gao Yang, Oliver Brown, Ross Muir, Dwayne Jones, Jackson Page, Hossein Vafai, and Martin Gould. Mm, wow, okay. I mean, because... Martin... There's a lot of very similar players in this bracket. Yeah, and Martin Gould always does seem to qualify. He always seems to pop up as a qualifier in the World Championship fairly yeah. often. Um, mm. Hossein Vifai is... I mean, he had a, a decent spell a couple of years ago, didn't he? He got the final of the... What was it? The European Masters, I think? Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen much of him since. Vafai seems to have gone off the boil a little bit. Yeah, I think but... so. But he did qualify last year, didn't he? Yeah. Um... I'm going to go Jackson Page, personally. But mm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Because <sighs> I think he is someone who... He's an, he's an amateur as well, but I think he can... He's one of those amateurs who's good enough to be pro, and I think he will be pro again next season, I think, I believe. Um, mm. So I'm going to go for Ross Muir. Oh, interesting. Another left of field one. Yeah, well, you know, I just I just think um, if you get them right, it is more impressive. <laughs> mm. Right. Uh, qualifier six then, Tom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Andy Lee, who, who I haven't seen his name for a long time. <laughs> Andrew Higginson who, of course, is an amateur. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, Liam Graham, Louis Heathcote, David Grace, Joe O'Connor, and Sam Craigie. I mean, wow. Is is this the... Um, is it fair to say this is the least sort of crucible-experienced bracket so far? But weirdly, it's also like the group of death because you have, I feel like, 
a lot of very similarly performing players. I mean, maybe take Joe O'Connor out of that, but you, you put maybe a Sam Craigie, David Grace, Louis Heathcote, hmm. Andrew Higginson, for instance, in a similar sort of bracket, I think. Yeah. I mean, this is tough because I think, have any of these made the Crucible? I think David Grace might have done a few years ago. Did Joe O'Connor make his debut last year or did he get to the Judgment Day and then go out? Possibly. I've got a feeling him or Craigie have maybe appeared once. Craigie definitely did. Okay. Um... Um, I'm just having a look at Joe O'Connor last year. Uh, no, he did lose in qualifying last year, to be fair. I mean, he's probably had the best season of all of them, no? That's why he's one yep. of the highest seeds. Um, uh, I think in in honour of yeah. your uh, Snooker 19 series, Joe, I'm going to go for Joe O'Connor to, to qualify. Yes, I mean, I went the same. He did lose to Ashley Huggill 10-7 at, at Judgment Day last year, so I think it's it's his time to shine. And I tip him to actually, if he does make it, win in the first round, depending on who he gets. Yeah. I think if he gets somebody like a, even up to a Mark Williams sort of level, I think he, he could very much do it. Right. Uh, qualifier seven. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Peng Yisong, Michael Georgiou, uh Sanderson Lamb, Liam Pullen, Mark Davis. Mitchell Mann, Liu Haishan, and Joe Perry. Oh, okay. Um... I mean, the name screaming at me is Mark Davis, and I think he's currently off the tour if he doesn't win. Yeah. So that that could it... possibly swing it in his favour. But... It's hard to look past the experience of Mark Davis or Joe Perry, isn't it? It is. Uh, I, but again, Joe Perry is somebody, since he won the Welsh last year, I've not seen a great deal of him. And I, I think Liu Haoshan has been knocking on the door of the top sort of level of the sport, sort of yeah. top 20 kind of area for quite a while. And again, you know, he's he, he's qualified for the World Championship three times before. Oh, so. wow. Okay. <sighs> Including the last two years. Has anyone ever done it? I mean, someone must have qualified for a year in a row. Probably many, many more than that. But um, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm going to go for Liu Haoshan. Liu Haoshan. Yeah, I'm going to go Liu as well because I, I think Joe Perry these days is a little bit more interested in the punditry side of it. And I, I actually see Joe Perry retiring in a couple of years. Uh, qualifier nine, we have Dechawat Pumjang. Mink, uh, Barry Pinches, Ross Bullman, Matthew Stevens, Fraser Patrick, Jamie Clark, and David Gilbert. Detroit Boom, Jane. <laughs> I mean, this this is actually probably one of the the most crucible pedigree lot of players. Yeah, it's it's you crazy, know. really. Um... We've got Boom Jang, who has been there a couple of times. We've got. Um, Barry Pinchers, who in years gone by will have been there. Mm. Matthew Stevens, of course, two-time runner-up mm-hmm. and tends to do pretty well yeah. in the qualifiers. 
Um, Jamie Clark, who all of a sudden at the Crucible at least seems to turn up again, is a player that has qualified a few times in the last few years. Uh, and then David Gilbert, yeah, who of course got the semi-final. But uh, I have seen a lot of talk about David Gilbert not enjoying playing at the minute. Yeah, he seems to have had a tricky, um, a tricky time mentally, from what I can gather. Yeah, uh, so I'm I'm actually going to go. I mean, you know who I'm going to go for because he's one of my favourite players, but Matthew Stevens. Ah, oh, I thought you were going to say Detroit Pumdrang as well. No, no, I couldn't. I, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Mink beat him. No, don't say that. <laughs> he's going to go all the I mean, way. He's going to win the title. Yeah, Matthew Stevens has qualified for three out of the last five world championships. So I think that's very impressive. Yeah, I fancy him to to get another one going. And again, you, you know, he's the sort of player that you quite fancy to win the first round if he gets there. Depending on who he plays. Yeah. You know, if he's got Stuart Bingham or you know, Ding Junhui in that first round. Yeah, well, I would say as sad as it makes me, I think Bingham's probably the uh the most out of form player in the top 16, isn't he really? Mm. But again, always seems to turn up for the Crucible. Uh, qualifier 9 then. We've got John Astley. We've got the Lincoln Shear Sausage. <laughs> um, Himanshu Jain. Um, Daniel Wells, Craig Stedman, Ben Wollaston, Anthony McGill, and Chow Yu Peng. Um... This is a tough one. I mean, I think Craig Stedman's a very interesting one because he's never been in the top 64, but he's qualified for the championships three times, which is mad. Like, <laughs> That's like a real specialist for just qualifying for the, the Crucible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I mean, Anthony McGill, hmm. um, I don't know where he's ranked in the world at the minute, but he has had some great Crucibles recently. Yeah. But seems to again do nothing else for the rest of the season. Um, he's currently ranked at twenty-one in the world. You know, but uh, again, I think barring crucible success, would be a player nearing off the tour yeah. status. And I think uh, obviously he was in the top sixteen last year, mm-hmm. so he didn't have to qualify. I mean, do, do we back him to win two best of 19 matches? I, I'm not sure. Stedman, you know, is a good shout. I'm actually going to go for the player that is um, top of the one-year list as an amateur. And that's Dan Daniel Wells. Oh, that's a very good shout, you know. Well, I'm going to go with Stedman. I'm going to, you know, take a bit of a risk. And I think... Uh, but I genuinely think that's that's one of the hardest groups to call so far, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Chow Yu Peng again, you know, has got crucible pedigree. I, I don't know about you, but Ben Wollaston, um, I never actually see him win any matches, so I, I'm a little bit confused as to how he's a top thirty-two player or nearly a top thirty-two player. I wonder whether he's one of those players who's very steady and consistent on table two, but then when he's sort of <laughs> under the bright lights, he he panics. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, he's he's number fifty three in the world. So oh, that's lower than I thought, you know. 
to a to a card at, at stake. I mean, just just to take a break from reading the qualifiers out, you know, since we're past the, the halfway mark. Um, speaking of to a survival, I think anybody really from forty eight down is in a little bit of trouble. Um, and so you've got Chow Yu Peng, Robbie Williams, uh, Yuan Si Jun, Scott Donaldson, uh, Jack Jones. Ben Wollaston, Matthew Stevens, Lu Ning. Lu Ning's suspended, isn't he? I think. He is, yeah. Um, Jackson Page, and then Mark King, suspended. Uh, Mark Joyce, Dominic Dale, (gasps) Elliot Slesser, Oliver Lines, Wu Yees. Is Wu Yees suspended? No, I don't don't think he he is, is is he? No. Um, Liang Wenbo somehow is in the top 64. Surely he will uh, pull out. Well, yeah, and and then Andy Hicks is number sixty four at the minute, wow. which I, I'm very surprised about. He's done very well. But you have got a few people on the bubble, like Mark Davis. He's sixty seven. David Grace, sixty six. Um, the aforementioned Stuart Carrington, sixty nine. Jimmy White, seventy three. Mm. You know, I mean, if any of these players qualify for the Crucible, they're they're going to almost certainly be. Um, into the the top sixty four. I mean, I think you get a two year tour card anyway. Yes, I think you do nowadays because I so. I think they um you didn't when Cahill qualified, but the, the next year I think they brought it in, and that's how uh, Jamie Clark stayed on tour. I think. But anyway, back to the uh, Crucible qualifier predictions. We have got qualifier number ten, and that is uh, Marco Fu, mm. Martin O'Donnell. Uh, Andre Petrov, Stan Moody, Jimmy White, Zhang Ander, Nopon Sangam, and Zhao Gudong. Oh, I think I'm going to go for Zhao Gudong. It's not a bad shout. I, I think if Jimmy can win his first match, he's got a good chance, but I also don't think his bottle is enough for Judgment Day. Yeah, like I, I can't, I can't shake how badly he played against Hendry in that qualifier. Yeah, and that was pure bottle. Yeah, that, that was pure bottle yeah. playing that badly. I mean, Zhang Ander, another player with a lot of Crucible pedigree, mm-hmm. um, and he's one just outside the top sixty-four, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna go Nopon. Yep. Actually, he's had a, a decent season. Well, he's made the Crucible. Um, was it last season? Yeah, I think he. I think he's made it a couple of times actually, and I think he won won a match last year. I think so. Was it last? Yeah, and and actually, his previous time he beat Sean Murphy that time. I think last year was it Selby he beat or no, it wasn't Sel. It was Luca Brasselli beat last year actually, and then lost to John Higgins. Okay, uh, on. Uh, Qualifier 11, um, Jamie O'Neill, um, <laughs> Bulshu Reves, Re, Rev, Revesh, no, no idea, Revesh, uh, Dean Young, Hayden Penny, Andy Hicks, Peter Lines, Graham Dort, and Matthew <laughs> Selt. Oh. You know what? I mean, I. You gave me that list at the start of the season, and I would without doubt say, Graham Dodd, but 
<laughs> but I haven't seen much of him this season. M- much of who? <laughs> Graham Dodd. <laughs> 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 yeah, I've not seen much of him. So, I mean, I don't even know what his season ranking would be, to be fair. He must he must be fairly low on the one year list, but um, um I mean I'm just having a little scroll now to, to see, but yeah, sixty four on the one year list, so Gosh. which you'd never think that of of <laughs> Graham Dort. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah. Uh I mean I hope I hope he can bring something out, but uh I'm not entirely sure. It sounds like he's going to bring out an Alan honest. Jones impression at this rate. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go Andy Hicks because he seems to be having a decent season. So, I'm going to go Andy Hicks. Well, I am going to go for Graham Dot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. I hope I hope you're right, Tom, so that we can say that in our <laughs> Crucible preview. Um. <laughs> On to qualifier 12, we've got Mohamed Ibrahim, Anton Kazakov, Dylan Emery, Ma Hai Long, Mark Joyce, Ian Burns, Tepchaya Unnu, and Ricky Walden. Joe is a uh, big fan of Ricky Walden. He is a big fan of Ricky Walden. But equally, Ricky Walden hasn't done a lot this season. Which is odd, because he ended last season doing very, very well. I I would argue none of these players have done a lot this season. Yes. I mean, looking at the one-year list, you've got Tepchaya in 34th and Ricky Walden in 35th. And I would imagine the rest of them are probably well off the 64. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ian Burns, you know, I I didn't even know he was still on tour, (laughs) to be fair. Sorry, Ian, if you're listening. Poor old but... Mr. Burns. Well, exactly. Mark Joy, 67. Ian Burns there, 76. I'm going to be honest, I've never heard of Mahai Long. No, I think I looked him up and he's um he's a young player. He's kind of an 18-year-old or something like oh, that. Right. So he's going to be... Okay. For some reason, I thought these lists were in order of seed. So I was like, why is, why is he mid-tier? Um... I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Ian Burns. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna uh, go. I'm not actually. I'm gonna go. Ricky Walden. Good. I thought Ricky Walden would have been in tears at home hearing that. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Tepchire. Tepchire. Yeah. I, Tep again. A player weirdly with crucible pedigree. I don't know how, but he does. His game style seems completely wrong for crucible but we'll see which is probably why he's only won actually four frames at the crucible yeah but um yeah on to number 13 we have got michael judge uh florian nussel asjad iqbal hey jensen kendrick our good friend uh Dominic Dale, (laughs) Tom Ford, and Jordan Brown. I've got to go, Dominic. I mean, look. To to be fair, other than Tom Ford, I I don't really see 
anybody. Uh, Jordan Brown that's not bad. Jordan Brownish, but you know, again, Jordan Brownish. <laughs> yeah, he's not brown enough. I'm afraid. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Dominic Dale. I, I'm going to go for because it has to be. It has to be, and also just for the the absolute hilarity. I remember when um, when I went to see Ronnie at the Crucible in 2011. Mm. Um, I, I I don't know why, but I was like, oh, I bet I bet he plays Dominic Dale, and he was drawn against Dominic Dale in the first round. So I actually got to see Dominic Dale live. Um, so there you go. Um, so it'd be hilarious if he is there when I go again. So <laughs> in the second round against Ronnie, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, qualifier fourteen. Then we've got Aaron Hill, Bipal Syrup. Popom, I think that's um, ladies' world champion, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Alan Taylor, uh, Phillips, Kalnins, uh, in, Michael in, White. In the interest of fairness, uh, Alan Taylor is currently nine 0 up against Phillips, so maybe. Oh well, maybe don't I know who Phillips. I'm going to go for then. <laughs> <laughs> Michael White, Wu Yees, Chris Wakelin, and Tian Peng Fei. Oh, I mean, I'd go for Michael White out of those, you know? I know, I know. You know what, Alan Taylor, because he's a heavy scorer. I'm going to give him a chance. I was wondering what you were going to say after heavy just then. (laughs) He's a heavy drinker, he's a heavy (laughs) smoker, but he's a heavy scorer. (laughs) Right, uh, number 15. I'm not actually sure that's true, Alan, I'm sorry. Uh, Mohamed Asif, Julian Boyko, Alfie Burden, Rebecca Kenner, Stuart Carrington, Alexander Erzenbacher, Fan Zhengji, and Stephen Maguire. Oh, that's a big name. I mean, name. Stephen Maguire, number 65 on the one-year list. He's even under Graham Dort. <laughs> but... What a mental image that is. <laughs> Deary me. <laughs> It's probably happened before, to be fair. <laughs> Stephen Maguire. <laughs> Is that who you're going for? I I mean, I don't. Mm, oh, this is a really tough one because none of these players have had a good season. <laughs> like Fan Zheng Yi is ranked quite high, but he has had a dreadful season. Erzenbacher, well, again, one, one hit wonder. Erzenbacher, 97. On the one-year list, um, I mean, I I didn't see Car- Carrington sixty-nine, uh, Alfie Burden. I'm fairly sure won't be much better. One hundred and sixteen. Um, Rebecca Kenner is one hundred and forty-six on the one-year rankings. Um, I'm looking for Fan. To be fair, he must be like the top. But I can't even find him on the one-year list. Let's have a control F fan. 87. So <laughs> I think wow. Stephen Maguire is the top the top one-year list person on here. I'm going to go Stuart Carrington, I mean, because I said before... It could be any of them, you know, because they're all playing that badly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like part of me is going, well, maybe Alfie Burden will do it. I don't know. Like, <sighs> I don't. I can't see it. I'm afraid. But tell you what, I'm going to go Fang. I'm going to go Fang. Just because I think I'd like to see him. Because you're a fan. I am a big fan. I'm a big fan of Zhang Yu. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd I'd like to see him uh, do well in another tournament because I worry that otherwise he'll just drop off the tour, having won the ranking event, and that would just be very weird. A bit like Michael Georgiou, I suppose. Yeah, but but Fang won a proper ranking event, not the. Uh... <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to say that I think you could win the shootout, Joe. <laughs> well, yeah. Enter me next year. Come on, <laughs> WST. Come on. You need you need us both in the shootout next year. Yep. Celebrity entrance. And then then we'll be uh we'll be drawn against each other round one. Yep. <laughs> and because uh that'll create the most fireworks. So. And people will say it's a fix. And you'll you'll be known as the as the London sausage. <laughs> What's your, right. what's your name uh, going to anyway. be then? <laughs> uh, well, it could either be the South Shield sausage or the <laughs> Stockport sausage. I think they should just all be sausages. Why not? <laughs> Stuart Bingham. <laughs> the Essex sausage. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um. <laughs> on to the final qualifier. Mm. Um, we've got Adam Duffy, Billy Castle, David Lilly, uh, Rory McLeod, <laughs> Jack Jones, um, Gerard Green, Robbie Williams, and Barry Hawkins. Oh, my head says Barry, but my heart says David. <laughs> that's, the name of my, that's the name of my autobiography coming out soon. Uh <laughs> I mean, Barry Hawkins is number 19 on the one-year list. So, you know, he's not had a bad season. He, he's had a better season than Ronnie O'Sullivan by the by the statistics. Wow. And Neil Robertson. So, you know. To be fair, Robbie Williams is 28 on the one-year list. I, I think I've got to go Barry Hawkins. I can't. Well, I'll go. Da- I'll go uh, David Lilly then, because one of us has to pick him. That's the rule of the podcast. Um, okay, fair enough. And I think genuinely, if he wasn't up against Sting last year, I think he would have qualified because he was playing very well in the uh, qualifiers last season. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there you have it. Um, just to recap, my sixteen qualifiers for the World Championship: Ryan Day, Hamid Mia, Julian Leclerc, Liam Highfield. Uh, Jackson Page, Joe O'Connor, Liu Haishan, Matthew Stevens, Daniel Wells, Nopon Sangham, Andy Hicks, Ricky Walden, Dominic Dale, Alan Taylor, Stuart Carrington, and Barry Hawkins. I'm not sure anybody in the world is picking those players. I mean, the only, the only two we've picked the same are Ryan Day and Dominic Dale. <laughs> well, somebody's going to win then. Well, or or we could both not get any of the qualifiers, which is quite quite possible. I mean, I think that's very possible. But my sixteen, I'm hoping for are Ryan Day, Jamie Jones, Anthony Hamilton, Elliot Slesser, Ross Muir, Joe O'Connor, Liu Haoshang, Detroit Poomjang, Craig Stedman, 
Zhao Gudong, Graham Dot, Tepchai Renu, Dominic Dale, Michael White, Fang Zheng Yi, and David Lilly. Well, I think the Newcastle uh, Sausage. The new well, yes. His nickname is like the Pride of the Tune or something, isn't it? The Pride of the Tune. I don't know. Apparently, apparently so. He's also the owner of the South Shield Snooker Club, so you know, got to get that in there every time. But uh, no, it'll be interesting, and uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys will do a lot better than us. You know, we we I don't know if you've noticed at home, but we do take the mix sometimes. However, mm-hmm. however, if one of us gets all sixteen right, then of course we are just genius <laughs> humans. So I mean, if that happens, Joe, I think we should get a medal. We should get invited to I think we should get personally invited to the World Championship to watch each of the 16 players. Yes. Oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> we'll meet and greet with especially, them. Especially, especially, especially um, for you and me, Dominic Dale. I think <laughs> we, have to, we have to meet him. I'd love to meet Dominic Dale. <laughs> I hope he's as there was weird something, in real There was life. something... There was something I was reading, and it was about Robert Milkins, and I think you know what I think. There's there's like this weird streamer on YouTube at the minute that streams all of live snooker. I think he's called the World of Snooker or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I've seen in the chat people were talking about Robert Milkins going on holiday. Um, apparently, Rob, no Dominic Dale, was interviewing him. Um, and Rob Rob Milton said, "Oh, well, I don't have anyone to go with." And Dominic Dale said, "Oh, I'll go with you." So I'm just imagining this uh, reality show of Robert Milkins <laughs> and Dominic Dale <laughs> globe trotting. I would watch that. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But um... just Rob, sir, he wants to lie and he's <laughs> half asleep, and then. Dominic Dale's already up in his speedos going, come on, Rob, let's go to the beach. <laughs> oh, dear, that's an image. <laughs> that's an image. Yeah. And I think if we if we can find an image of that, <laughs> we'll have to have that as today's thumbnail. Well, you can Google that, mate, this time. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can tell you're gutted, mate. <laughs> no, sorry, I was just I, it was just from what I typed in and What Dominic Dale do, in his pants? And just Dominic Dale speedos, but <laughs> there was lots of people there was lots of I mean there's a picture of Dominic Rob that's come up. Not in his speedos, don't worry. But uh <laughs> Yeah, and then just various men, including Tom Daly in uh in speedos, yeah. There you go. So, unfortunately, no paparazzi have uh, have got a snap of Dominic Dale. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Although, if they do from now on, they're going to accuse either me or you. So, <laughs> rightly so. Yeah. Rightly so. Well, shall we do um, our hit feature, Cue the Music? Well, yes, speaking of Dominic... Oh, no, we're not doing Dominic We're not doing Dominic Dale this episode? (laughs) Oh, dear. 
Joe's very excited at the idea of talking about Dominic Dale for even longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are we actually doing today, Joe? Uh, well, we're talking about something a bit crafty. Oh, what could that be? Any clues at home? <laughs> Any submissions? Anybody? Someone, please. Well, we are talking about the craftiest of crafty snooker players, Crafty Ken. But I wonder if people will be able to work out what music that's going to be related to. Put your guesses below. (laughs) You can't cheat. And also, if you do guess it, then we are assuming that you have indeed cheated because there's no way that people are going to remember this. I don't think. Go on, put us out of our misery. Catch the pigeon, catch the pigeon. Do you remember it? No, I don't remember it, Tom. Well, I'll I'll play it in now then. Here we go. This is Ken. This is Crafty Ken singing Catch the Pigeon. Well, I don't believe we've got a pigeon in the crucible. (laughs) What are you doing here? Please. Have you ever seen anything like this? Oh, don't come into the... Oh, he's coming into the commentary box. Hello there. <laughs> Where's the pigeon going? Catch the pigeon. 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 There we go. That's a very. It'll be a very short clip of him singing "Catch the Pigeon." Uh, what do you think about that, Joe? Well, I'm not. I think it's possibly more down to your wonderful editing skills that has allowed us to, you know, really experience it at its full. So I feel like we should knock a couple of marks off for that. I'm still hoping that he'll actually release it. That's what I want him to do. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I've seen a lot of interviews of Ken recently, and I don't think he's going to be playing snooker for much longer. So perhaps in the the vein of another world champion, Peter Ebden, perhaps that's what he could do with his life. As long as he you know, chooses that side of Peter Ebden rather than the side that there currently is on Twitter. Yeah, I did think after last episode, maybe we should get in touch with Peter Ebden about recording Where's the Cue Ball Going? And I looked at his Twitter and I went, no. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's that's one of the reasons I absolutely love recording this podcast with you, Tom, because you would not be afraid to email Peter Ebden and ask him to do that. <laughs> I would. if he. I would not be afraid unless he was an absolute <laughs> psycho. <laughs> So we'll have to think of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Suggestions in the comments, please. Well, it could be Ken. He's clearly got a a singing, a passion for singing based on this recording. Um, Especially with your editing skills as well. And I think I'm going to give Ken six out of ten. You know what? And that that mark, if you're listening, Ken. That would go up if you actually record and release a full version. So, uh... 
for me, right, it would it would have to be a five because Ooh, because, because Joe is not a fan of pigeons. Well, it's it's not just that. Um, it it wasn't great without the music. <laughs> so it would have been a three. However, <sighs> he gets two marks for how quick it was. Yep. That's How quick witted it was, and to be fair, to get in there before John Virgil, you know that is uh, that is very impressive. I think. There we go. Well, that's uh, an average of um, five point five for Ken. But I will say, Ken, if you release it, we will uh, we can re-review it once you release the full version. Yes, we need more segments. We want a music video, ideally, of yeah. Ken dressed up as a pigeon. <laughs> with john in the background going where's the pigeon going <laughs> yeah but uh let us know your scores down in the comments catch the pigeon 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 I need to get my charger. One sec. Um, Joe, you do some filler. You just talk about um, Catch the Pigeon for a minute. I've been asked to do some filler from Tom. And I think, to be fair, we need to reflect on the animals that have been involved in World Snooker Championship history, including pigeons. We've had wasps. We've had lots of wasps in the past. Um, but yes, let us know your, let us know your best animal memories from Snooker, Snooker's bygone era. I do think a wasp is, is quite a good one, but, um, stuff will, will struggle to beat the pigeon. And, and, and also he has, he has my next question. Uh, sorry, I was just having a conversation with the audience. We, oh. I was asking them, uh to put in their best animal-related memories of snooker in the past. I was thinking about wasps. There's quite a few wasps and flies. <laughs> um, but I, I was just about to pose the question, do you think the pigeon was involved in the match-fixing? <gasps> Possibly. I mean, what what a, what an exclusive this would be for the podcast. No wonder <laughs> they want to catch it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and no wonder Yan Ming Tao's face just <laughs> dropped when he seen it. Suddenly, it's all making sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you're so... right, Joe. I think you are. <laughs> I'll be impressed if you keep that in, Tom. All of that. Catch the pigeon. Catch the pigeon. Cue the laughter. It's time to cue the laughter. Here we go, Joe. Yeah. What have we got this week? It's been brought by you. So what have you brought this week? Uh, yeah, well, it has been brought by me. I'm starting to think it's uh, this sex segment is how much rubbish can Joe muster up from his collection? Um, that was the because... working title, yes. <laughs> or cue the laughter. But um, yes, this week I have got um, a very strange bit of merchandise, actually. So back in the... Uh, late 2000s, of course, uh, we still had a regular snooker game coming out every year, which, you know, I wish that was still the case now. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
we also had the absolute craze that was the Nintendo Wii. And uh, amalgamating those two things together, we got a, an exclusive Wii game, actually, um, WSC Real 2008. I believe the other ones were 2009. So, uh, yes, it was uh, an exclusive game. And it actually came in a little case. Yeah, it came with a, a Wii Q that you, you have to screw together and make a queue out of it, you know, obviously. <laughs> um, and you can put your Wii remote in it. I'm, I'm trying to work out how on earth it goes together, but uh, here we go. I'm, I'm putting it together live on camera now. Now, bearing in mind this has been in a box for about 15 years. But it's a proper this solid, like, well, but, like uh, metal case, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a proper solid metal case. It needs a bit of chalk on the end of the queue, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, and also, I mean, the most exciting part of this is that it came, and wait for this, Tom, it comes with an hour's worth of Riley's snooker vouchers. Really? Or a voucher. A, a, a voucher for an hour at any Riley's in the UK. And I've got the I've got the uh, receipt here. Well, not a receipt. It's a little voucher. And it's got Steve Davis looking rather... <laughs> Rather longing, longingly at the camera. I think thinking, we've got our thumbnail, Joe. When is this going to be over? We've got our thumbnail, Joe. Here we go. <laughs> yes. When, when is this? When is this photo shoot going to be over? And uh, it's got some a quotation here, Tom. Mm-hmm. Now that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Okay. This voucher entitles you to one hour of free snooker at Riley's. To claim your free play, take your voucher along to any Riley's pool and snooker venue. Hmm. So you, you get your free hour of snooker by going to a, a pool venue. Um, this voucher entitles the bearer to try a Riley's of their choice without the requirement to pay a joining fee or day member fee. The offer can be redeemed once only and is not open to existing members of Riley's or members renewing. Interestingly, not to be used in conjunction with any other offer because, you know, apparently there was lots of offers for Riley's Snooker Club back then. Uh, and the offer was valid until the 31st of March 2009. So Aww. I'm a little late to the party with that one, Tom. But Would you, um... Joe, would you be willing to go to Riley's and try and use it? <laughs> well, you know what? It's what, what would I value more? The content for the podcast or keeping this slip of paper. <laughs> and genuinely, I think I might want to keep this slip of paper. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> yeah, but I am intrigued by this game because... Well, is the idea that, because it's a a like a motion control Wii accessories, is the idea that you would buy the game, you would practice your snooker on the game, and then want to go play in real life? Is that the whole... Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that that was the idea, but uh, quite a nice promotion. I mean, they, they don't tend to do things like that anymore. But, uh, yeah, I thought I'd bring that one along for you, Tom, because it's um, it, it's really interesting. There you go, a very interesting. But uh, there's also another quote from Steve Davis on the back, and there's another picture of him looking rather... Uh, <laughs> dumbfounded yeah. that he's found himself here all these years later mm-hmm. um, and it says once you start to play 
you won't want to put it down. It's like being there. And that was from Steve Davis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also another image on the front of him looking slightly more interested by Ronnie O'Sullivan's backside. <laughs> so, as he should be. As he should be, yeah. Not this exact cue, but I have used the, the one that came with the 2009 version. And it was, I mean, the, the problem is it's quite short. Yeah. So it feels more like a a dagger that you're pointing <laughs> rather than a snooker cue. But, you know, I think the idea was there. Well, shall we uh, wrap up this episode, Joe? I think we should. I think we should. We'll be back um, probably within a week or so for the uh, the World Championship real predictions. Yes. Not, not the, just to clarify, not the game. No. <laughs> Not the game W World Snooker Championship real. No. But um The real <laughs> that would that would be interesting. What, predict who wins the championship it, in that game? Because it'll be Ronnie O'Sullivan versus Selby or Jamie Cope in the final and Joe Swale probably gets to the semi final and Yeah. That'll only make sense to people that have ever played that game. And it's that kind of niche content that you come here for. <laughs> Yes, but uh, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you very if much. If you're guys. still here, uh, do let us know who you think will qualify in the comments, and we'll see mm-hmm. you uh, very soon for the the big tournament. It's coming, Joe. It's on the way. I know, exciting times. And the Ronnie O'Sullivan shop is open as well in Sheffield. If you are round and about in Sheffield, oh, you've got to do a vlog of that. Mate. Can you do a vlog of it and just show show us around? What of the shop? Yeah. I'm not sure they'll let me in with a camera. Why not? I don't know. They'll think, who's this weirdo? Yeah, and you'll be like, Geordie accent. Do you know who I am? I'm Captain Goodspeed. Uh, I'll take my Captain Goodspeed business cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably give you some free merch. Way. Yeah, well, I'll uh, catch you very soon, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, please do share, like, all that stuff. And we'll uh, see you about. <laughs>